Welcome to Taylor's Table, a podcast where we talk about what's cooking in the kitchen and in life. Taylor's Table is a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. Welcome back to the table. Thank you for joining me. So today's episode, we are going to talk about rushing. So in my last episode, I know I said I had a surprise for you guys, but that is actually going to come in October. All right. So I'm planning. I had a little bit more planning, a little bit more fleshing out I needed to do. So I'm going to save that episode for our October episode, which will be coming out. Let's see if this one will be released on the 21st. That one will be released on the one, two, three, four, fifth of October. So today's episode, we are going to cover one of my favorite recipes I've been using lately. And then we're also going to talk about rushing. Now, before we get into the rushing, let's get into the fun stuff, okay? So if you don't know this about me, I do partake in certain adult beverages every so often. And one of my favorite adult beverages are these seltzers that have come out, right? Everybody knows White Claw, Truly, Vizzy, all these different brands, right? And I think almost every single beer brand out there now has a variation of seltzers because when they first came on the scene a few years back, they weren't that popular. And now they are hugely popular. And no, they are not more healthy for you than regular beer. They're just a different thing. And people who maybe don't like the taste of beer can have them. So basically what it is, is it's either a vodka seltzer or just some sort of seltzer. And I get really frustrated with how expensive they are. So I try really hard not to buy them except for like on the weekends or if I have like a special thing going on. So I was looking up online different ways to make your own vodka seltzers at home. So that's what this recipe is actually going to be. Please drink responsibly. Uh, make sure you're 21 years of older and all that good stuff. Do not drink and drive, right? So what you're going to want to have is some sort of vodka. My favorite's Tito's or Deep Eddie. Um, and then you're going to want whatever seltzer flavor of choice, right? So they've got Bubbly, Waterloo, Aha, LaCroix. I'm honestly not a big LaCroix fan, but I'm a big Bubbly and Waterloo fan. And honestly, the Waterloo Berry is probably one of my favorites. So what you're going to do is you're going to have your vodka, your seltzer, and then this is a little added bit, okay? Either some sort of simple syrup or these little like Mio water flavor adders things. I really don't know the name of them guys, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, right? And that just adds just a little bit of extra flavor. Okay. Now you could obviously get a flavored vodka if you wanted. I'm not really into that. I like to be able to have just a regular plain vodka and I get to add my own flavors to it. Um, but yeah, mix that all together, right? A shot or two of vodka, whatever you prefer, uh, a seltzer, a whole seltzer. And then you add a couple drops of whatever water flavoring you use bada bing bada boom honestly guys it's really good and it's so much cheaper than having to buy high noons or neutrals or trulies and all those other kinds of seltzers so that's my little recipe for today's episode but the episode of today is going to be focusing on rushing okay yes do you rush (laughs) are you a procrastinator do you work best under pressure I'll never forget a few years ago I was in, I mean, I'm still in therapy, but I was in a session specifically and we were talking about procrastination. And at the time I was going, I was in college and I think it was my last semester or whatever. And I just couldn't understand why I kept procrastinating, even though it stressed me the heck out. And my therapist was like, well, what's the negative consequences for stressing? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, do you get bad grades? And I was like, no. She's like, so there's no negative consequence for you waiting to the last minute. 
And I was like, you're right. She's like, that's why you haven't changed. There's not enough of a consequence to make you change. And I was like, that's a very interesting way to think about that. So I know there's a lot of people out there who do work best under pressure, work best at night, work best in the morning, work best, blah, blah, blah. There's all these different factors that come into how you can work your best. And for some people, they need that little extra bit of stress to get stuff done. Now, we all know that stress is not necessarily the best thing in the world. It is something that we need, but it's not in the same factor as it was thousands and thousands of years ago, right? You know, you think about your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system and the ideas of flight and flight, fight and flight, and how so many of us are stuck in this flight mode or fight mode and we're not really dealing with the certain things at hand because our brain is perceiving everything that we fear as a threat and it's making our bodies work overtime and making us stressed out, which we all know the negative effects of stress, right? Heart issues, anxiety, depression, rushing. Um, I mean, there's a million different things that can come from being chronically stressed, Okay, and I'm not just saying like, oh, you only get stressed out when you're at an airport and you're running late for your flight. Obviously, that's a a valid reason to be stressed. And when you exercise, you're putting stress on your body, which is a good thing. So it's really important to remember that some stress is okay, but being chronically stressed out all the time is not okay. And one of the main things that I think stresses people out is rushing. Okay, so that is what this episode is going to be about rushing, why we rush and what are some ways to stop rushing. So it's also called the hurry sickness. Cardiologists coined the term hurry sickness after noticing that many of their patients suffered from a harrying sense of time urgency. They defined hurry sickness as a continuous struggle, an unremitting attempt to accomplish or achieve one or more things or participate in more and more events in less and less time. People with hurry sickness think fast, talk fast, act fast. They multitask, rush against the clock, feel pressure to get things done, and get flustered by any sign of a problem. And they're everywhere. Apparently, 95% of managers that he, that this particular cardiologist has studied suffered from this condition. So what causes this? And a lot of it is, like I said, it's your brain. So basically what's happening is the modern brain isn't calibrated to understand threats. So fear's role is to motivate you to act swiftly, right? That fight, that flight to help prevent a threat for your well-being. But in today's society, most people don't experience situations with legitimately harsh consequences. Okay. We're thinking back in the day, back when we had a predator coming at us and we had to think quickly, things like that. Our distant ancestors faced frequent threats from wild animals, unforgiving elements, and warring enemies. Modern man's most common threats involve nothing more than short-term emotional or physical discomfort. Now, I'm not saying in the sense of like, you're rushing to work because if you're late one more time, you're going to get fired. That is obviously a very legitimate, harsh consequence. But I'm saying in the sense of like, you know, you're meeting your friend for dinner and you're running two minutes late. It's not that big of a deal. Your friend is going to be okay. And if your friend not going to be okay. That's on them. That's not on you. And again, the threats like this is saying involve nothing more than short term emotional or physical discomfort. We as human races do not want to be uncomfortable. We want to be comforted. We want to keep what we have. We want to, you know, we're not really big on change because that breaks up some boundaries and it causes us some discomfort because change can be scary. But It's important to remember that the consequences of falling behind, the actual consequences are very small compared to what your brain is telling you. 
Okay. So your brain is sitting here just like, Oh my gosh. If you don't work frantically, you're going to get fired. If you don't do this, you're going to, this is going to happen. If you're a few minutes late, you know, something else is going to happen. So what you do is you end up overcompensating, right? So you multitask and multitasking may end up causing you to miss certain details. Forget a number. If anybody knows how important that can be, that one little number, it's people like accountants, right? One number can mess up a whole spreadsheet and then you're having to start from scratch. And these kinds of things are just self-implicated stress. Now, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of why you're doing the rushing, okay? Obviously, we're talking about the brains and some of the reasonings why, but there could be some deep, deep-seated root reasons as to why you are rushing. Maybe it was something as a kid. Most of the stuff that we have going on in our adult lives is from some form of trauma when we were children. And I don't want to say trauma in the sense of like PTSD per se, but what our bodies and what our brains perceived as trauma or as traumatic or really harsh. So obviously this isn't saying that working quickly is not worth it. Sometimes obviously it's necessary, but it should come from a place of genuine inspiration and internal motivation, not fear. So letting fear take over on a regular basis is unnecessary and harmful to you and those around you. Because if you have ever been been rushed or if you've ever felt rushed, you know how irritable you can get and you may end up taking out your frustrations on the people around you and they don't deserve that. They really don't. It's your, I'll never forget this one thing dad said to me, your lack of preparation does not constitute my need for an emergency. And we come back, we're going to talk about some ways for you to stop rushing. Discover the exciting world of podcasts at hefepods.com. Immerse yourself in exciting stories, learn new knowledge, and connect with great podcasts in both English and Spanish at hefepods.com. From captivating stories to life advice and much more, there's a podcast for every interest and passion. English and the hard-to-find Spanish language podcasts are all at hefepods.com. Don't waste any more time. Find a great English or Spanish language podcast to follow and discover a world of possibilities in your own language. Find the best podcasts at chefepods.com. And we are back. So I love that saying. My dad says it all the time. Your lack of preparation does not constitute my need for an emergency. Now, this is when you're dealing with other people who are trying to rush you into something. But I think it is very important for us to remember when we do this to ourselves, because a lot of the times when we rush, it's our own fault. Like, you know, hitting that snooze button is going to cause you to rush this morning. A perfect, perfect example. I knew that if I got up at seven o'clock, I would have plenty of time to do my hair, do my makeup and get out the door at eight o'clock. I ended up hitting the snooze button, sleeping in until seven thirty, And then I ended up rushing through the rest of the stuff. And I felt rushed and I felt irritable and I felt, you know, not just frustrated, but I also was frustrated with myself. So now not only am I potentially sabotaging the people I'm around by taking out my frustrations on them. Now I'm taking my frustrations out on my dang self which that doesn't do anybody any good. Honestly, it's not okay for you to walk around with a chip on your shoulder because you didn't get up early enough. And it's not okay for you to talk down to other people and be mean to them because of something that you've created yourself. So what can we do to cultivate awareness and reduce stress in these situations? So the first thing I'm going to tell you is think about the benefits and consequences of rushing. 
and asking yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? What is the worst thing that can happen if I act normally and don't rush? So for instance, the friend, right? If you're meeting them for lunch and you're going to be 10 minutes late, you're going to be embarrassed for about 30 seconds and your friend's going to be by themselves for 10 minutes. Is that really the end of the world? Is that the end of the world? Your brain may tell you it is, but it's not. And you have to take control of your own thought processes. And this is something that I learned in my yoga teacher training that your brain, as smart and as wonderful and as capable as it can be sometimes, it can be a real pain. It can be really annoying. And it's your your continuous actions and telling yourself, no, we're not going to rush. We're going to get up out of bed. That self-discipline is such a huge thing that I don't think people drill home off enough about whenever you're kids. Because I thought high school was rough. College is rough. Because you have to have the self-discipline to study and do your homework outside of the classroom. Because when you're in high school and when you're in elementary school and stuff like that, you're there for seven hours a day and you know that you're going to have time to do this certain stuff. But when you're in college, you're only in the classroom for two, three hours, and then you're gone, and then you're having to make that time to do these things. So what are the best and worst case scenarios if I choose to rush? The best would likely be, um, you know, a little bit of improvement. You know, you may arrive at the destination five minutes earlier. The worst thing that could happen if you drive aggressively trying to make it somewhere is you could get a speeding ticket or get in a crash. So really think about that. I love whenever, let me rephrase that. I don't love it, but I always kind of laugh at myself, laugh to myself whenever I see people pass me on the road and then I end up being right next to them at the light, you know, like they might've passed me 20 minutes ago, but here we are at the same place at the same time. And you passing me and passing other people didn't give you any extra time, did it? No, it sure didn't. And you just almost caused a wreck for no reason. I mean, I understand people can pass safely, but a lot of the times when people pass it's because they're trying to speed and the people they're behind is going the speed limit, right? And you're not supposed to be passing unless the person in front of you is going well below the speed limit because you don't want to go past the speed limit to pass them. That's the whole point. (laughs) I just think it's so crazy when I see people driving because to me, I'm a very much a defensive driver. Like I am not somebody weaving in and out of traffic because I don't want anything to happen to me when I'm driving. I don't want to give anybody a reason to be worried about me when I'm driving aside from other people. I get that, right? You always got to be concerned about other people on the road. But if I'm a reckless driver, one of all, first of all, it's illegal. Second of all, it's not good for anybody. It's not safe for you or anyone else that you're around. And if you're somebody who recklessly drives all the time, and then when you have people in the car with you, you're nine times out of 10 more likely to recklessly drive with them in the vehicle, which is not good for anybody. Okay. So we're going to keep going right in the moment. Whenever you are feeling rushed, take a second. I'm not going to say a minute because I know you won't take one. Take a second and be like, what's the worst thing that could happen if I act normally and don't rush? And what's the best and worst case scenarios if I do rush? Then to help yourself practice saying no. Yeah. I'm going to let you sit with that one for a second. Practice saying no. Take control of your schedule by saying no to more things. So if you are rushing because of the fact that you are just so busy and you have so many things on your plate and you got to get from point A to point B, why would you say, hey, I get off at six, I can be there at 610 if it's going to take you 20 minutes to get there? 
Like just certain promises and things that you say yes to make sure that it is legitimate, that you can make it happen, that it is doable without rushing. Okay. And then organize your to do's by urgency and priority. So helping you to focus on the right task by identifying what is actually important. So for you, that may be getting to work on time. That may be making sure you send in a schedule by a certain time, keeping your word saying, I'm going to send you this by the end of the day. And you are sending it by the end of the day. And then also giving yourself some space because not every second of every day has to be scheduled out or planned out. Okay. You can have five minutes of alone time. You can have five minutes of just sitting there and doing nothing. Reflect on stuff, let your subconscious process and just sit for a second. My goodness, we don't have to be rushing as much as we are in this world. We really don't. And whoever's telling you that you do tell them to sit down. Okay. Tell them to sit down, go somewhere, something, because you don't need to rush. You have everything that you need to make rushing, not the forefront of your life. You have the ability to say no to things, even if it's things you want to do. I get it. Life is meant to be lived. We talked about that in the last episode. But if you are trying to live your life and packing a million things in there and not even having time to sit and breathe or sit and eat your food without wafting it down real fast, then you're going a little too fast. You know, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. So we're talking about ways that you can stop rushing. So like I said, taking time for yourself, slowing down when you eat, focusing on what you're good at. So not saying, Hey, I'm going to do this, but then knowing that it's going to take all this extra time to do right. Another thing is to enjoy the little things. We talked about that in the last episode, enjoying the small time and don't compare yourself to others. That's a really big one. Just because Lucy is over here going from point A to point B at the speed of light doesn't mean that you have to. And just because so-and-so and such-and-such is doing cheerleading and dance and, you know, this club at school and doing all this other stuff, that does not mean that you have to do it. And here's another big one. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. I'm going to say that again. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Enjoy your silence. Enjoy your time. Connect with yourself. Connect with nature. Find routines of not rushing so much. Because if you keep rushing like this, the next thing you know, life's going to be gone and you're not going to have that time to savor it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to chatting more at the table. Feel free to go to our Facebook page for more details on updates and new episodes. Thanks for tuning in to Taylor's Table, a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. We hope you'll join us during the next episode of Taylor's Table. Feel free to email Taylor at gladesmedia.com if you have any questions or recipes you'd like for us to share on the show. 